0: Welcome to Tis Talk. Welcome to Tis Talk. This is a podcast coming from Tisbury, Wiltshire and surrounding villages. I'm Julianne Murphy. And I'm Mary Myers.
1: This is the week beginning Monday the 5th of June. Tis Talk this week is out on the campaign trail for the local council elections.
0: Kate Gann reviews the movie
1: The Banshees of Inner Sharon. And finally, Louis Davison gives us the What's On listings.
0: It's election week, so Tis Talk interviewed the two men standing for the local county council elections coming this week on Thursday the 8th of June. We gave them equal amount of time to set out their stalls. First up, I spoke to Dick Budden, the Liberal Democrat candidate.
2: I'm Richard Bubbin. I've been living here since 2015 and when we arrived uh, my wife and I joined a number of different societies in the area in order to get to know people. Um, the Horticultural Society and the History Society and later on the Nada Arts Society and the Natural History Society. About a year after that I joined the Liberal Democrat Party and it's the Liberal Democrats I'm standing for uh, in 2018, I was invited to become the treasurer of the Natural History Society, which took up a good deal of time as it happens. Um, Peter Shawcross had just taken over as chairman and I've worked very closely with him. Around the same time, I got involved driving for Link. So I drive people from time to time each month who need transport to get them to the local hospital.
0: And now you're going to have start- as the Liberal
2: Democrat candidate. For Tisbury and the Donheads. So how that's come about really is that, uh, again, going back to 2018 or 2019, I uh, started uh, to talk to neighbours of mine along the Chicksgrove Road about road safety. And I began to represent them in a very informal, initially, campaign to try to influence the three parish councils, Tisbury and Sutton Mandeville and Tefont, on road safety issues that mattered to us as a group of, of residents. And then later, that grew into campaign to, again, to represent the same group of residents on the station works issue, which was becoming important. I also helped to coordinate the approach by the chairman of the Anstey Parish Council to the parish councils that I was in touch with, of right. uh, Sutton Mandeville and Teffond and others, so that there were eventually seven parish councils around Tisbury all making representations to do with station works. To do with the station works. And uh, the chairman of the Anstey Parish Council and I both stood up also at the appeal to represent those interests, again, supporting what Tisbury's Parish Council was doing, but from a slightly different perspective. So I take it you're opposed to Station Works? I oppose the Station Works, and there are a whole load of reasons for opposing the Station Works proposals as they stand. The Station Works area needs to be redeveloped. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Everybody is in broad agreement on that. But these proposals were, I've used the word inappropriate, and we could talk about the station works for an hour and a half on their own. There are lots of different reasons for opposing them.
0: Yes. Um, other issues around Tisbury, uh, the river.
2: So, as a part of the the work that I was involved in in looking at the station works, it became quite apparent that one of the significant issues was the additional effluent and the additional effluent burden on the local sewage treatment works. And consequently on the river. Now, I was already aware, because of my involvement in the Natural History Society, of the concerns that the local fishing clubs and anglers have about the decline in fish populations and the decline in invertebrates as a result of pollution in the river. We know that the density of phosphates has increased threefold over the last five years. It's still within the, the limit set by the licence, but it's going up rather than down. One of the things that I'm most concerned to do is to challenge Wessex, the Wessex Water Company, to, uh, to share with us properly and fully and openly the details of what their performance is and what they're doing to address the additional pollution.
0: Are there any other issues around and Tisbury, they feeling strongly
2: about. Uh, potholes and the road quality is a big issue all over the district. As a result of Nick Errington's uh, representations, the Hinden Lane was largely renovated a couple of weeks ago. So roads is one big issue. Flooding is an issue uh, for people who live anywhere adjacent to the river. That's something that I need to look into with greater care myself in order to understand what's been done and what hasn't been done. But we clearly need to have a plan for addressing floods when they happen. We're not going to stop them happening, but we need to know what will be done, when it'll be done, and everybody needs to be properly briefed. And it's very important to say, although I oppose the the station works proposals as they stand, I'm very conscious of the need for affordable housing in the area. And on that, I would only say this. We need to turn our attention to another neighbourhood plan. The existing Tisbury neighbourhood plan needs to be revised and updated. Wiltshire Council is updating their core strategy also this year. And these two documents need to address the question of how are we going to provide enough affordable homes for the people who were born and brought up here.
0: Well, Dick, thank you very much. It's been a real pleasure talking to you, and good luck for June 8. Thank you very much.
1: Tis Talk, a podcast from Tisbury on TisTalk.Buzzsprout.com. And here's my interview with the Conservative candidate, Quentin Edwards.
3: I'm Quentin Edwards, and I'm standing as the Conservative candidate in the upcoming by-election, which is taking place on the 8th of June.
1: Right. Um, I've just happened upon you here with Andrew Morrison, and we're standing in the church porch. I know you've done quite a lot with the church.
3: Yes, I'm I'm closely involved with the church. I sing in the choir and have been um, on the the parochial church council. Um, So, it's uh, something that's very close to my heart and I want to support it and and, and keep it active. Uh, And And how
1: long have you lived in Tisbury?
3: I've I've actually lived here for 20 years now and um, my family have been here for over 50 years. So, it's a a village I've visited on many, many occasions over Mm. many years. Mm. And now I'm in here virtually every day.
1: (laughs) What do you think the priorities are for Tisbury?
3: Well, I I think there's there's a number of uh, concerns that people have. Um, It's a beautiful part of the world. Uh, People want to to see it stay that way. Um, Tisbury has been growing, and I think everybody understands that it will continue to grow, but it's how it grows that's that's the key. Uh, And there is, at the moment, as you well know, um, a disputed planning application Mm. over the station works Mm. um, where the application is not in its current form acceptable to the community, and I think the community has fought long and hard to make sure that it doesn't happen in its present form. But I think there's also a recognition that that we need more housing. Um, When I'm out and about, I'm hearing from um, people that they're they're looking for their children, grandchildren, to find somewhere to live Mm. in and around Tisbury. Mm. People who are very keen not to break up the family because children have to move away and have mm. their families elsewhere and that's something I'm very keen to support and help mm. um, local people do is, is find somewhere to live mm. and that means we have to build affordable housing mm. and um, that needs to be part of any planning uh, requirement that um, the community then supports mm.
1: yes. uh, and I think
3: that's what's lacking in the station works it's quite apart from the access problems and the general lack of thought about the design but uh, mm. I think, you know, you can't just stuff houses in and expect it to mm. contribute well to the community, which is what it feels like from mm. a bystander's mm. observation of the discussion so far. Mm. But it's now in the inspector's hands and we're awaiting a decision, so yes. we'll see what, what comes yes. of that. We, we certainly have to do something about the condition of the River Nader. There, there is uh, now a, a major um, issue arising. Um, And I'm not sure how many people realize that the phosphate levels in the river have risen five times in the last five or six years uh, And there are identifiable sources of increased phosphate pollution The consequence of that is that there's an overgrowth of plant life a muddying of the river a diminution of the fish breeding capacity Mm -hmm. and a loss of the crustaceous um, little beasts that uh, that the fish feed on, so, yeah. so that the river is dying, actually. And if we don't do something really quite soon, it's going, to be, uh, it's going to be a dead river.
1: What can be done?
3: Well, I think we've got to address the issues of, um, of, of the sources of, of phosphate. And there is an excellent report, which I've read. Um, it's, it's a lot of st- statistical information. But what it's saying is that there are clearly identifiable sources of this pollution and people need to be aware, I think in some cases they genuinely do not know what damage they're doing, Mm. but but one that I can identify quite straightforwardly is the sewage works which needs updating, needs upgrading.
1: Can I ask you about potholes which is
3: a perennial problem? Yes, Yes. Um, it's an almost universal problem, we've had a a hard winter, um, a long sustained period of wet weather following a, a period of dry weather, uh, and um, the potholes in some places are truly awful. But um, the powers that be are getting to them, uh, you know. and we, we know that Hinden Lane is being repaired as I speak, uh, and, and a good thorough job is being done of that. I walked along it yesterday and um, you know, it had to step round the wet tar and all that sort of thing, but it, it, they, are, they are putting an underlayer in, and it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be so much better. But I think, there's a, I think there's a connected one. And one or two people said to me, actually, the potholes are doing a good job of slowing the traffic down. And I think Hinton Lane, for instance, um, we need to look at traffic calming measures more, more rigorously than has been done so far. You mean more than just the 20 per hour speed it, limit? Well, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't operate in Hinden Lane beyond, beyond that, um, the, the pinch point. And, um, you know, people all along that road are saying that the, tra- the traffic is just going too fast.
1: So you want to extend well, the 20 I, mile I, I per think, hour I think, speed I limit
3: needs, I, I'm, I'm i'm not sort of predicting how that d- discussion goes but i think it's a it, it needs to be addressed um as far as the potholes are concerned we've just got to keep on top of them keep reporting them um i know Wiltshire council which is a conservative council has a has a program of, of of filling them and responds uh, to the ones that are that are actually dangerous um very quickly and uh you know they're, they're on top of it i, I attended a a council meeting, not yesterday, the day four yesterday, and um, it was a, it was an agenda item. And the person in charge of potholes reported on how how much progress they're making right. um, on that. And people have to be patient a little bit. It's it's a huge problem. They're they're everywhere, mm-hmm. um, uh, partly because of the weather and. Um, you know, yeah. they are being addressed. Yeah. I, I, I really would encourage those who, who wish to vote Conservative to turn out on the day. Um, this is going to be a closely fought election and um, um, I'm very pleased with the responses I'm getting. But um, we need every vote. Every vote counts.
1: Thank you very much.
3: That's a pleasure.
4: Follow us on Instagram at tis Talk radio.
1: And the election is on the 8th of June, that's Thursday this week, and it's at the Hinton Hall. So don't forget, there's a need to bring a photo ID.
0: That's a new rule,
1: bring a photo ID, passport or a driving licence.
0: And now Kate Gann takes us off to the west of Ireland with her review of the movie The Banshees of Inner The Banshees of Inner sees Colin
5: Farrell and Brendan Gleeson reunite with Martin McDonagh, the writer and director of In Bruges, the film they starred in together back in 2008. Like that film, this is a comedy with a dark side. After many years of friendship, Colm, played by Brendan Gleeson, decides he no longer wants to be friends with Porrick, played by Colin Farrell, his reason being, I just don't like you no more. Porrick is understandably hurt and upset by this, supported by his sister Siobhan, played by Kerry Condon, and friend Dominic, played by Barry Keoghan, in his first film. The film is set on the west coast of Ireland in 1923. There is a strong eye for detail, especially by the costume designer Imani Valdonig, who worked with a local lady in her 80s, who hand-knitted the jumpers worn by the cast using traditional techniques to hand-dye them. The backdrop to Civil War in Ireland is apparent in the film, but not spoken of. Nonetheless, it remains a presence in the lives of the characters in the film. There is a sense of unanswered questions, a past that has been buried. The film received no less than nine Oscar nominations. It's very rare for this number of nominations not to actually win any. But as I've said before, this was the year of everything, everywhere, all at once. It did, however, win BAFTAs for Kerry Condon as Best Supporting Actress and deservedly so. It also won Best Film and Best Screenplay for Martin McDonagh and Best Supporting Actor for Barry Keoghan in his first film role. The film isn't always an easy watch, but manages to be funny, sad and touching at the same time, The Banshees of Inisherin is the latest film in the Magic Lantern Film Club series at the New Vic, showing on Sunday, the eleventh of June at seven o'clock. Doors open at six thirty, as does the bar. Details of how to book are at newvictisbury.com or you can call on o three hundred three zero two three zero nine zero.
0: And here's Louis Davison with this week's What's Ons.
4: With half-term holidays now a mere memory, time to get out your diary and plan the week ahead. On Monday the 5th of June, the Tisbury History Society archives are open for public view in the Mere Room at the Nadder Centre from 10am till 12 noon. On Tuesday the 6th at 5.30pm, join us at the Tisbury Bowls and Croquet Club for the Bowls Roll-Up. On the same evening, starting at 6pm from another close car park, join the Tisbury Footpath Club for an evening walk. And at 7pm, the Tisbury Parish Council meeting takes place in the Tisbury Parish Reading Rooms. On Wednesday the 7th, the Tisbus outing is to Bournemouth, leaving at 9am. At 10 to 11.30am, Tisbury Tots takes place at the Methodist Church, and this is every Wednesday in term time. On the same day again at 10 a.m. until 1 p.m., Tisbury Memory Group will meet at Guy's Path or Hinton Hall if it is wet. And the last thing for Wednesday the 7th is the Community Café Lunch in the Methodist Church straight after the Tots have left at 11.30 all the way until 1.30 p.m. On Saturday the 10th and running until the 18th of June, a whole programme of events are taking place for the Great Big Green Week. Kicking off on Saturday the 10th of June with the Tisbury Eco Trail featuring about a dozen homes of assorted sizes and types, which have had various eco-friendly things done to them. Things like solar panels, heat pumps, domestic batteries, electric car chargers and other assorted gizmos. The owners will be on site to talk about the pros and cons of their various bits of kit, so you can find out what it's really like to go green at home. And there are lots of other green things to see en route. The trail starts at 1pm and finishes with free refreshments at 4pm in the Victoria Hall. You can download the trail map and guide from the Nata Community Energy website or pick up paper copies from the post office, coffee angels, boat Rights, or the station ticket office. At 6pm on Saturday the 10th, there is also Romeo and Juliet being performed at Hatch House by Troubadour Stageworks. Go to www.troubadourstageworks.com for tickets and more information. It starts at 6pm. On Sunday the 11th, don't miss The Banshees of Inner starring Colin O'Farrell, showing at the Victoria Hall. Be there for 6.30pm, starting at 7pm. And tickets can be bought online at newvictisbury.com. And that's all for this week. If you'd like your up-and-coming event listed, get in touch with us at TisTalk.
0: That's all from us this week. We'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on tis talk radio at gmail.com.
1: You can listen every week to a new episode of tis Talk, and you can find any episode you've missed at
0: tiztalk.buzzsprout.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search for tis Talk. that's all one word. And also look out for us on the Nextdoor app.
1: And now also on Instagram on tis talk Radio. So do listen in next week for more stories from Tisbury. Bye-bye. Bye.